Welcome to Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on in the dark. My name is Tori. I'm Taylor Shea. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi. Hi. It is very nice out right now. It went from two weeks ago to having like a negative 10 wind chill Mm -hmm. to now I think it's like my laptop says it's 59 degrees out and I didn't go to work yesterday wearing a jacket. Nope. So like, hello, global warming. Frightening. But- It has, I think, helped a little bit to uh, aid in our big New Year's goal, which is to actually clean out our yes, whole apartment. We, and yeah, we, you were very sweet together. and made a whole ass list, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about because because I have ADHD, I cannot, you know, what's the word I'm thinking of? I cannot prioritize or I can't, like, I know there's a bunch of shit I need to do, but I don't know what we need to do because it's so much. Like, just clean yeah. the apartment because there are so many things in that alone. And I like that you put, when you were, like, put, like, clean the kitchen, you went, like, right, you went, you, when you put clean the kitchen, you put, like, go through cabinets, <laughs> sweep floors, wipe down microwave, clean out fridge. Yes. Um, that, which is good because if you just say clean kitchen, I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much to do. Yeah, like. I don't know what that means. Just tidy. Exactly. Which I think we realized after working together, that's how we came to be that we could figure out what worked better for yes. someone to focus. Yes. Because I remember one of our first shifts that we genuinely got to work together mm-hmm. on the same shift. You were like freaking out about a bunch of things that you needed to mm-hmm. do. And we're trying to do all at one time. And I just sat you down and be like, okay, so this is your list of what you should do yes. in order of when you should do yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And if you give me a list, I'm fine. Because I remember that, I, now that you're saying it, I remember that specific mm-hmm. time. It was like a bunch of miscellaneous, like cleaning a room, like getting essentials for a client. Mm-hmm. And then I had to make a child line report. And you, yeah. they were, they were, <laughs> she sat down and was like, you need to make that report first. That is your main priority. Yes. It'd be like, you have a 24-hour window to that do that. That has a time frame. Yes. The other things don't. don't. <laughs> like, you have a week to clean this yes. room. You have 24 hours to complete this. Because it wasn't mm-hmm. even for that day. It was for the previous day. Exactly. And, I was, and you, were, you were like, you have like four hours left to make this before you can get in trouble. Like, can yes. you just fucking make that already? <laughs> so luckily, yes. we... We do are aware of how the other person is. Yeah. I have been extremely overwhelmed. Yes. And you've been very kind to help out with a lot of things of getting a lot of things yes. that were overwhelming me done mm-hmm. first so that I stopped feeling overwhelmed and then yeah. can refocus on what we yeah. really need to do. Yeah. And today we finally got rid of the one thing that has been making me the most anxious. Yes. And that was taking my eight bags of yes. donated clothing to the thrift shop and finally getting them. Yes. Out of because our we had like our office is different than our pod room, but our office office it had i'm trying to think like it it let's put it this way the bags were taking up majority of the office and we took them out and i sat there and i was like this is a room yeah and it looks nice now because i was avoiding it yeah because i was like it was so dirty my next thing is i want to clean off my desk in the room because it's pretty because we kind of use it as like a throwaway because mainly because we like have been starting to do our own like gel manicures at Mm -hmm. home so we just throw all that shit on my desk because it's like right there anyway Mm -hmm. um but so it's been nice out so we've been able to kind of like semi fake spring clean even yes. though it's still it's only technically winter and i know for a fact it's going to get cold again soon but mm-hmm. we're kind of sucking up the the nice yes. weather our window is open right now as we're recording so if you hear birdies or annoying ass motorcycles that think that they can just ride down our fucking mm-hmm. side street that goes 35 miles an or hour, the cats like, deciding to chirp at the birds because they also yes. think they're birds yes then why. forgive that um but we are recording um a bunch of episodes today and tomorrow 
be and that, so this is the when we release these episodes we're actually recording this episode before the second part of the chris watts episode is yes. released so we've already recorded the, the whole chris watts case um we are recording this now because i'm actually going to be away this weekend i'm going to disney world like i said Yay! last a couple episodes ago that's so exciting yes so, so we're getting a bunch of stuff yes. together before she leaves and because i'm obnoxious so i literally came to her and like before we even went to donate clothes and looked at her i'm like hey so I have four completed cases <laughs> yep. right now, yep. and I just finished doing the research for a serial killer case that mm -hmm. will, once I finish typing all of the notes and really get started, will more than likely be at least two parts. Yes. Yeah, so it's we have a, a, a wide array of things to post, which is good because, yes. you know, like I'm... Tonight, um, Des is coming over, which is nice. We're having a cute little date night with, mm -hmm. with me and Des and, and uh, Tay mm -hmm. and, and her partner, and then, you know, we're going to, um, you know play uh, right for um christmas one of des's aunts gave me a ser uh, not serial killer jesus that would be a fun <laughs> oh, game for that me would to play be a fun i would game. that'd be fun to see who who would win in that we one. would do very well at yes that. we should look up and see if there is one because we would crush i had a professor make a powerpoint game of it and try mm. to get you to guess uh how many people's like names based off mm -hmm. of their pictures now i don't think i'd be as good at it because i am better with faces than i am names mm. so i would the faces would be recognizable but then i'd be like oh, see, i'd be the opposite name. my name see for yep. me it's the names like i know the names yeah. and the crimes not the faces oh i uh, you know who i could confuse a lot yeah. just by their faces hmm. um gary ridgeway and um and uh btk really yeah i get their i get them confused a lot with their faces because they look no. similar to me yeah no i have very good facial awareness horrible name blindness yeah so, so we should try to find a game. Yeah, that, that be was fun. a lot of fun. But so we're going to play this game. It's a horror movie game. And Tay mm -hmm. was like, we're going to play it. And I'm going to kick all your asses because yes. she knows so much about horror movies, <laughs> as we've probably you've probably already all know. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to be a little OK at it because I'm more familiar. Like I know about them, but mm -hmm. there's a game where you have to recreate a scene or draw it out. And I'm going to suck. I'm going to have so much fun. No one's going to guess any of them, but I'm going to no. have so much fun. I can't fun. wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I literally was like screaming in my partner's face last night but like we're gonna play this game i'm gonna kick your fucking ass you go suck <laughs> like was being so fucking rude because i was so excited about it i love but it i am terribly excited for this i did keep joking and i have a co-worker that i'm think that like you would be good mm -hmm. friends with and like would get along well with and i keep telling her that i'm like oh you really need to like come over one of these nights when we do play this game because she's the only other person that i think would be good at this game too mm. and i'm so excited because twice in the last two weeks i've talked about an obscure movie that i thought no one mm -hmm. else thought existed or ever watched she's seen them both i love it she has seen both rose red and darkness falls oh. and knew exactly what i was talking about with Hell both of yeah. these movies Hell which yeah. darkness falls especially literally other than her and my sister who i watched this movie with i've never met anybody else who knows what this movie is and i genuinely was convinced like it was a fever dream because i was like mm. I literally was talking to someone about it years ago and I was like, oh yeah, what is the name of that movie about like the tooth fairy, you that mentioned evil that tooth fairy woman? Yeah. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you saying? Mm. Like, that's not a thing. Mm. It is. It's the movie Darkness Falls. Oh, I've watched this movie with my older sister. She let me watch this movie. I was probably like eight and Jesus. it like terrified me, but I thought this movie was dope, but I've never been able to really find it places. Nice. So it made me think like, is this even real? Yeah. But then we were having that conversation and talking about that. And she was like, no, I've seen that movie. I love that movie. And I'm like, I think you mentioned it on one of the earliest episodes, I believe. Cause I remember <laughs> us sitting here talking about it and me being yeah. like, 
a evil tooth fairy i mean it sounds mm-hmm. fucking horrifying but like um yeah so we have a fun day planned like yes. i said i'm gonna i'm leaving tomorrow um to go to my parents house we're flying out on saturday and then i will be back on the 13th mm-hmm. um so you know it's i'm gonna be gone for about a week but we wanted to kind of pump out some episodes that yes. way we have them that way like next weekend i do work a double next weekend when i come back so i may not want to record right away yeah and so you have mm-hmm. just you could just do editing instead. exactly as well as like because we're still currently <clears throat> we're supposed to find out either today or tomorrow when we're allowed to go back to doing mm-hmm. activities at the nursing home that I work at. So sir, currently we're still on COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of time on my hands yes. to do research between me having COVID and then yes. watching so many uh, true crime documentaries mm-hmm. and then being bored at work. Yeah, this, That's why I currently have like four and a half cases. Yeah. So we're finally cracking into those cases. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking what no. which one do you want to talk about i think the only one that i'm aware of is that the one about the killer sally or something like that i actually didn't even finish that one i oh, haven't even done that one okay so i have no idea have what n- no none idea. of these none. cases i don't think are ones that you have ever in any way heard oh, nice. of okay, and cool. this one especially i'm very excited to talk to you about because i think this is one of the strangest fucking cases mm-hmm. that i've ever heard of and did inspire a the robin williams episode of law and order svu <laughs> Which one was that? That was the one where he was like, um, he basically like kept telling everybody they were sheep because they would listen to what he would mm. say over the phone and things like that mm. without even knowing him because he oh. said he was an authority figure. Oh, I don't remember that one. Is, oh, was it an early episode? It, it's a Stabler episode. So okay, it's yeah, so early-ish. I'm, I'm more yeah. familiar with the newer because I started yeah. watching it post-Stabler. Oh, okay. So I'm this not, is a yeah. Stabler app, but it's really, really, really good. Nice. I'll watch it. Robin Williams had so much range because he he is the funniest man on the planet. He genuinely is someone I wish I could have met. He was like my whole childhood because my favorite movies existed with him Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. But he can play terrifying really, really well. Oh, yeah. He's he's so well. He's one of those Mm -hmm. people that has such a complex range in his acting that it's almost fucking insane. Yes. He is one of those people that it's why I completely understand and why I... I genuinely celebrate and encourage comedians like Jordan mm-hmm. Peele and things like that to go into horror because they have perfect timing yep. and you need that for both comedy and mm-hmm. horror. And when actually in comedy, like you need to be very like to be a good comedian, you have to be very aware of human mm-hmm. emotions. Yep. You need that for horror. Yep, acting. I agree. Yep. So this case is crazy. So this is the episode will be called do as the officer says the McDonald's strip search call. Interesting. Never heard of yes. it. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't think I've heard of it. I'll I don't it think way. you have. So I will get started. So mm-hmm. on the afternoon of April 9th, 2004, the manager of the Kentucky Mount Washington McDonald's, Donna, Donna Summers, received a call to the store from a man identifying himself as Officer Scott from the police department just a few miles up the road. He tells her that he, they had received a report from a customer of the McDonald's stating that they had been a victim of a theft while there. Hmm. He states that the customer claims that an employee had stolen money from her purse and that they described the perpetrator as a slightly built, petite, young, blonde girl and asks if there are any employees at the restaurant that match this description. Mm -hmm. Donna says yes. One of her employees that is currently on shift at that moment does match the description. So Summers brought 18-year-old Louise Ogborn into her office and let her know of the accusation the officer had reported to her. Mm -hmm. 
So Luis denied stealing anything, but the officer on the phone had stated that stated to Donna that they did not have an officer available to come down to the store at the time, but suggested that Summers herself perform a strip search on Louise to clear up the situation. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I think I have vaguely heard about this before. I think vaguely. you might have, but I didn't actually hear some of the crazier details until I, I watched that's, this. That is all I heard before. Mm-hmm. I, I now, now you're saying like, that she, like he told her to strip search her. I've heard of something like that, but that's yeah. all. Like I don't know any details. This case is absolutely wild. Yeah. So he provided the women with two options. Summers could do the search there, or Louise could be brought down to the station, searched, and brought to jail. Mm. So Summers began to pat down Louise and began the strip search as instructed. He informed Donna to make Louise strip down one article at a time and put each article of clothing and Louise's car keys into a bag, which Summers was then told to take out to her own car. So Donna provided the young girl with only an apron to cover herself while the search continued. Oh, my God. The officer continued to ask Donna to search her or to ask others to help her search Louise. So after an hour... Summers told the officer that the restaurant was really quite busy and she really needed to return to working on the counter. So the officer then asked if there was another employee or trusted person in her life that could watch Louise until the police were able to come. So at first, Summers asked one of the line cooks to come and help. But when the officer on the phone asked him to remove Louise's apron and describe her person, he refused and left the office but did not make an attempt to call the police. Okay. So now that this cook would not stay with Louise, Donna then called her fiance Walter Nix to come to the to down to the restaurant and watch Louise per the officer's instruction. So Walter agreed and came down to the McDonald's and took over the search from there. For the next 2 hours, Walter's or Walter carried out any and all instructions the officer had made to continue the search, including removing her apron, having her do jumping jacks, forcing her to dance, sit on his lap, kiss him, and when she refused, he repeatedly spanked her and was told by the officer to do uh, to tell her to do as she is told or face worse punishments. What the fuck? During this time, Summers came in and out of the office where this was occurring. And nearly each time she returned, Louise was instructed to cover herself back up with the apron when Summers was in the room. Nearing the end of this har- harrowing ordeal, Walter was repeatedly instructed to sexually assault her, which he did. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So after he assaulted her, the officer then instructed him to go home and for Summers to find someone else to monitor Louise. Summers, and, uh, wait, uh, wait, yeah. and they still think this is a fucking cop? Uh, why? That's a great question. Like, first of all, like, okay, mm-hmm. first of all, maybe it's just, mm-hmm. when did this occur again? Uh, this is 2004. 2004? 2004. Jesus fucking Christ. So here, here's my thing. Maybe like, okay, well, we don't have anyone to come down. Like they've mm-hmm. done police reports over the phone. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Whatever. The strip search. I'm like, ah, like that's a little fucking weird. But like, you know, if you're really naive, maybe, but like literally, and you think like this man, mm-hmm. first of all, thinks that this is an officer on the phone saying yep. do jumping jacks, dance to sit on his lap, to kiss him, to sexually assault her. Like yes. what the fuck? Which- I will not, for Louise's sake, I will not go into detail as to what the assault was, Mm -hmm. but it was asking her to perform acts onto this person. Oh, Jesus Christ. As well as Mm -hmm. to harm her. 
Jesus. And, cause, so, and like, because here's my thing. It's also like that shows what type of person Walter Walter is because there was a line really, cook was yeah. like, no, I'm not no. fucking doing this. Yeah. Like that shows that mm-hmm. Walter would have been like, why are you telling me to do this? Because yeah. also my first thought would be like, you're telling me to commit a crime. Yes. Why and, would an officer instruct you to commit and a crime? And also that's fucking, it's the, entra- yes. not entrapment, um, Mm-hmm. The, it starts, there's a word for it where like you essentially like an officer can't if you, if an officer like goes out in the street and gives someone a pack of drugs and says sell me these drugs they sell it to him embezzlement not embezzlement no yeah it is entrapment entrapment yeah, yeah, yeah. where you the officer can't force you to commit a crime and then arrest you for that crime because they're yes. the one who did it exactly as well as what does not make sense to me is, is apparently this all started because she apparently or is being accused of stealing what part of having this person be forced to perform sexual acts on you is a part of a strip search that would exactly. prove that she did or did not steal? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes. So, yeah. So, he left. Walter left as instructed. And Summers then found uh, the maintenance man at this McDonald's had stopped by uh, to the restaurant uh, for dessert and had asked him to come back to the office. So this maintenance man, when he came back and was then asked to do these things, mm-hmm. refused to carry out any of what the officer on the phone was saying. Exactly. Which then made Summers feel suspicious because now this is the second person who's being exactly. asked to do things and is refusing. Mm-hmm. So she decided to call up a higher up manager to confirm if an officer had informed them of the accusation mm-hmm. and that the call being made to the store or as the call being made to the store, because the mm-hmm. officer on the phone had told her previously that he had, that he had been mm-hmm. in contact with her manager mm-hmm. and that's why he was calling. So when talking to this boss, they told her that no, they had not received any call. They had been asleep and had not talked to any officer oh, that shit. day. So after this summer realized that this was clearly a hoax and she then attempted to confront the officer, but he hung up. Oh, my God. So she immediately attempted to call this person back and star 69 to the call, but received no answer. Mm. So Summers then began to apologize to Louise profusely and became hysterical calling and then called the actual police. Mm-hmm. So after three and a half hours of this, poor mm. Louise was shivering, wrapped in a blanket, and was finally let out of the back office. Oh, my God. So an officer from Mount Washington came to the restaurant uh, and they were met with the most bizarre crime they had ever Mm. encountered. Being told that this girl was assaulted and strip searched on the instruction of a person pretending to be a police officer over the phone. That's yeah, that's so fucking weird. If I was a police officer and someone told me that this was what just happened, I'd be like, are you on crack? I'd be like, are you making this up to cover cover Mm -hmm. for somebody like what are we doing here what are you talking about exactly like hello why would any person logically do this exactly so police immediately arrested walter nix and donna summers for the sexual assault they They, did they did okay immediately and at first they didn't buy this whole police Mm -hmm. officer calling story and basically thought that they were just covering up a sexual assault yeah so they did, however, begin their investigation and quickly found that the entire assault was recorded on security camera <gasps> footage. Oh, my God. Yes. So then they were able to see that, yes, someone was taught. They were constantly talking on the phone during the entire time this assault was going on. Oh, shit. That it it was strange, as well as the police were then thinking. If they know that and especially Donna Summers, if she knows that this office has security camera footage why would she why would they can they why would they assault someone and commit a crime exactly, in front of full exactly. view of security cameras now was side note was louise a minor 
She was 18. Okay, gotcha. So, so she still, was 18, still young. But, but very like... young. So police did have a phone number um, because, uh, mm-hmm. but other than that, they had no way to identify the mm-hmm. scammer. So because Donna Summers had star 69 the call, they were mm-hmm. able to oh, obtain good. the phone number. So the police department then decided to do a Google search of this kind mm-hmm. of crime to see if anyone had ever heard of a crime like this before. And to their surprise, they found dozens of hits oh my God. saying that this same hoax had taken up place all across the country. Holy shit. So the first notable calls on record that could be found were two calls in 1995, one to North Dakota and another in Nevada. Damn. And just the same, the caller would identify himself as an officer and would instruct managers or figures of authority in these stores or restaurants to inspect the suspected person who he only gave a vague physical description of. Okay. So on January 20th, 1999, a manager of a Burger King in Fargo, North Dakota, was arrested after he was instructed by a police officer calling the establishment to spank a a naked 17-year-old employee. Oh, my God. Yep. So another instance of this was in Litchfield, Kentucky, on November 30th, 2000. The caller convinced a manager of McDonald's to strip strip herself in front of a customer because she was told the customer was a sex offender, and her doing this would act as bait for police to be able to arrest him. Wait, what? Hello? Yep. So this person told her to strip down in front of a sex offender or someone they suspected to be a sex offender, and that... When this person would attempt to molest her, the police would come and pounce in and arrest this person immediately. But, uh, what? Mm-hmm. Like, hello? I, that, what? Why uh, would you logically think that was real? And this is not us victim. This is not no. us being like, oh, they should have known. Because no. this shit, like, a cop tells you something, you're like, oh, okay, I'm scared. Yes. But, like, what the fuck? But this is over the phone. You're not seeing yeah. a badge. You can't verify that this Jesus. is an officer. This is all just very strange. And as someone who, side note, when we worked at the shelter that we worked mm. at, one of the evening shifts that I was working, I did receive a prank call from someone who repeatedly, or I don't think it was necessarily a prank. I think they were on substances, mm-hmm. called our hotline and tried to order as if it was a McDonald's. Mm. And the whole time I kept explaining, like, this is not a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, yes, it is. And like yelling at me and all these things. I'm like, I'm going to go. But lovely, super strange to have someone Jesus. like this. Yeah. Which also like, who calls a McDonald's and places an order? Yeah, it's McDonald's. It's, it's McDonald's. Not Go to the drive-thru. Hello? That's weird. Yeah, right? All of this is weird. Just door dash it. That's weird. Exactly. Hello? But So telling her that the police would pounce on him and arrest him the moment he attempted to molest her. Which, like, how would the, how would the police know exactly when they were go- he was going to do that? Also, why would the police call you and not come in and talk to you about this before? Exactly. They wouldn't and just have a random you- ass person. Why would you feel comfortable doing this if you didn't see where the police were hiding? To exactly. Pounce on I would not. No. No. Also, I don't want to strip in public. No, fuck that. No. Like, I don't want to strip at a McDonald's. Uh, the, um, that sounds hella Ma'am, awk. this is a McDonald's. This is a Wendy's. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Literally, that's the vibe. It's like these customers are like, ma'am, this is a fucking, a fucking McDonald's. Wendy's. I really wish someone just like into the phone was like, this is a McDonald's. Um, This is a McDonald's. This is not a strip club. Yeah. So strange. So May 29th, 2002, an 18-year-old girl on her first day of her job at a McDonald's in Roosevelt, Iowa, was instructed to strip, jog naked, and assume various embarrassing poses by the direction of this caller. What the fuck? So on January 26, 2003, an assistant manager at an Applebee's received a collect call from someone identifying themselves as a higher-up manager at at the Applebee's and under this instruction subjected a waitress to a 90-minute strip search. 
Interestingly, though, when the police asked why he had followed through with these instructions and did not think this was a hoax, he he had said that the person was so convincing, even though he then remembered that months earlier he had received a memo from leadership at Applebee's warning of these types of hoaxes. What the fuck? See, okay. See, here's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. I feel like that one is more to blame on mm-hmm. this guy yeah because like you literally got a memo saying hey don't fall for this and he's like oh well okay. he was convincing so the the memo's not real like no yeah that's kind of how i felt about it too but i mostly put that in there at this moment because it was becoming a thing it was becoming a thing as well as i do want to show that there were some establishments that were being mm-hmm. proactive to warning yeah. their employees Good. of this We will get into that others were not. Mm, Okay. So at a McDonald's in Hinesville, Georgia, in February of 2003, a female manager received a call from a man claiming to be a police officer who was in the presence of the director of operations of this particular store, saying that she needed to, to search one of the female employees for drugs. So she did as instructed, and she and one of the male employees of the store took this woman into the bathroom and performed a strip search and a cavity search on the employee. Oh, my God. So I would like to point out at this particular this particular incident, a lawsuit was then filed against McDonald's and GWD management, uh, where the McDonald's corporation was found liable for the incident for not protecting the employee, but GWD management was not. Okay. So I'm just putting it out there that after this incident in 2003 mm-hmm. had occurred, where an employee was forcibly strip searched and cavity searched by a manager, mm-hmm. McDonald's was sued. And found liable for not Mm -hmm. protecting the employee. So, okay, wait, pause though. So, Mm -hmm. this happened in 2003. Yes. The the one you were just talking about. They got sued. McDonald's was found liable. Yes. Then another, this Louise incident happened in 2004. Yes. So, McDonald's should have been more than fucking aware of this shit. Hello? We are going to discuss further in the case. But yes, that's why I I want you to very much know McDonald's was already sued for an incident (gasps) like this. Before this, this ever these happened to bitches. Oh, my God. So in July of 2003, a store manager of Wind, uh, of a Winn-Dixie in Panama City, Florida, was instructed by a, the caller to bring in a female cashier that fit the vague description given by the officer uh, to perform a strip search on her that involved her having to put herself into specific poses. So this continued until another store manager walked into the office to retrieve store keys. <gasps> So on June 3rd, 2003, at a Taco Bell in Juneau, Alaska, the manager received a call by a man claiming to work by a company investigating drug crimes in the store and was instructed to strip search and force the victim to perform lewd acts on them by a 14-year-old customer. (gasps) Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. 14-year-old customer? Customer. Yes. So the manager of this establishment was told by the officer to strip search and force this 14-year-old customer to perform lewd acts sexual acts on them first of all mm-hmm. how do you know that there's going to be a customer in the store that fits the description yes second of all like what i will like mm-hmm. it uh, i i don't i could okay like i said maybe the strip search the sexual assault are you no. fucking kidding me the most i will ever give any of these people honestly is a pat down at best <laughs> exactly Exactly. Yeah. And even that, it's like, it's even not my that, fucking not, job. Yeah, no. Because that is like, even like my coworker, mm-hmm. like the other day, she like tapped me on, on my knee real quick because she w- we were mm-hmm. next to each other for a meeting and she mm-hmm. like, was just like laughing and she like tapped me on my knee and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. 
you, you don't touch your coworkers. No, you like, don't touch your coworkers. As well as again, why would an officer instruct you to do exactly. these things? Because how would that? Okay, we all at this point have seen at least in our lifetime probably one true crime or er, mm-hmm. procedural cop show. Mm-hmm. Everybody should understand the concept of chain of evidence because exactly. of those shows. How would this be a part of a good chain of evidence mm-hmm. to do this when you are not a police officer by the instruction of someone over the phone mm-hmm. that's not even present to witness exactly. this? None of this makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I continue. So as well as in March of 2004... Oh, wait. So by this point, at the end of 2003, more than 60 calls like this had oh been my reported. God, all around the country. All around the country. Jesus. As well as in March of 2004, a female customer at a Taco Bell in Fountain Hill, Arizona, was forcibly strip searched by the manager of the establishment that received a call from a man claiming to be a police officer. So twice now, these are customers, not even employees. Oh, my customers. God. Yep. Just customers of these places. So by the time that Louise was assaulted at her place of employment, more than 68 stores across 32 states had experienced this type of hoax. Jesus. 17 of which of these were at McDonald's restaurants. McDonald's get your shit together. Mm -hmm. And after this occurred, all employees of the Mount Washington McDonald's told the police that none of them were ever warned that instances like this were occurring and none of them were ever trained on these types of calls (gasps) occurring. To over a dozen McDonald's stores across the country. And there were some of these 17 that occurred in stores in Kentucky. Oh, my God. Yes. So. Jesus Christ. None like, of these employees had received training like, about oh this. My God. And this I'll, was happening to I'll, I'll over a dozen put it this way. So when I worked at Longhorn, we had, there was a while ago, it was this kid who, there was this kid called like the, what was it called the shirley temple king or something like that he what? would go to different restaurants and review their review their mm-hmm. shirley temples on social media okay so he eventually came out with his perfect recipe for a whatever he went to a longhorn mm-hmm. and was like they're not there's it's a good shirley temple but there's not enough cherries okay so literally it wasn't even bad it was just this little fucking asshole kid yeah, who made my like, job worse and they literally sent out a fucking corporate wide email across the entire country saying we now have to put three cherries in the bottom of the glass, two on the top of the glass. And it wasn't even a crime. So, like, it boggles my yes. fucking mind. Yeah. The fact that there was actual crimes happening mm-hmm. and McDonald's was just like, yeah, we got sued. Yeah, we're liable. But, like, mm-hmm. you got, y'all got. We y'all can talk. handle it. We don't have to talk to y'all about it. Like, what the yes. fuck? When it's happened, this hoax, the same hoax had been committed 17 times already in stores of yours across the country, some of which happening in the same state. And That's you ridiculous. still didn't think it was important to train your employees about ridiculous. this. Like even even in the same state, like I know the, the like I said, to go back to Longhorn, like in the region that I was in, there was a time when there was someone who used to come in and dine and dash to all the stores in the area. Like all the Longhorns in the air because they like Longhorn. I think they were probably homeless, didn't have money, but like it was still like we couldn't yeah, let everybody them. Everybody likes a steak. Exactly, but we couldn't let them like order fifty bucks for a steak, take up a table for two hours, and whatever. Yeah. They literally sent out like an an email to the mm-hmm. district, being like, "You make sure like you, this doesn't happen." That is logical. Like what? This is why Hello? we will get into more of the McDonald's part in a moment, but. So at the beginning of this investigation, the officers of the Mount Washington Police Department began to believe that whoever made this call had to have been near the store uh, or the McDonald's proximity-wise to be able to make the description of Ogden to her manager. 
and to really get any type of enjoyment out of the hoax. Mm -hmm. But after searching the call records of a nearby payphone, they came to realize that this was not the case. Mm -hmm. And because of the star 69ing the caller, uh, they searched that number and they found that the call had come from a payphone in Panama City, Florida. (gasps) What? Yep. And had been purchased by an AT&T calling card from a Walmart local to that phone. Oh, shit. So this person was not even in the same state as them. They were thousands of miles away. Thousands of miles away. Holy shit. So with this, the police department contacted the Walmart nearest this payphone in search of information of customers purchasing these calling cards and was then informed that a detective Flaherty in Massachusetts was conducting a similar investigation. Oh, shit. So... Flaherty had begun an investigation into these hoax calls after multiple restaurants in the Boston area had received calls like this. And because of this, he had already been compiling evidence. Mm -hmm. So this Walmart had already provided um, Detective Flaherty with surveillance footage. And at this time that the Mount Washington Police Department had called Flaherty and the two teams began working in tandem. Mm -hmm. So now we have the Boston investigation and the Kentucky investigation Mm -hmm. currently working together. Oh, Christ. Okay. Yep. So after learning of how Flaherty was able to establish that the cards that had been used to make the Boston calls uh, came from that store, mm-hmm. Mount Washington PD used a serial card number uh, on the back of each of these cards that had made the calls to Louise's McDonald's mm-hmm. and found that they were purchased at a different Walmart in Panama City. Okay. So, so when the police department for uh, Mount Washington called the the Walmart mm-hmm. that their calling cards had come mm-hmm. from, they were able to then obtain security footage that showed the registers and customers at the time of purchasing. Mm-hmm. But unlike the Boston footage, which only showed the store and its entrance and exits. Mm-hmm. So after comparing the two reels, they found that one man that they could identify in both stores during oh, the times when these cards were being purchased. Mm-hmm. So because the Boston footage was actually kind of like really grainy Mm -hmm. and like really difficult and again only showed people entering Mm -hmm. and exiting yeah whereas the mount washington footage they were fully able to see and have footage of the purchase the person purchasing oh nice that's good 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 so they then compared it and in the mount in the boston footage they of this person coming in and out of the store the footage showed this person to be wearing uniform pants that Detective Flaherty originally thought looked like a police uniform. Oh, shit. So Flaherty then contacted local Panama City police departments and then found that the uniform the man was wearing was not a police uniform, but instead was a correctional officer's <gasps> uniform. Ooh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So we're getting to a frightening place. Love it, love it. So people still in position of powers, mm-hmm. but yeah so Mm. with this the two departments then went to the local detention centers with a photo of the purchaser looking to find if any of these employers could identify the uh, correctional officer in the footage Mm -hmm. so through contacting the human resources department of the correct corrections corporation of america they were able to find the identity of the man as david r stewart Mm -hmm. so stewart had been a correctional officer for some time and was married with five children at home Okay. Mm-hmm. So with this identification, the Mount Washington Department subsequently arrested Stewart in connection with Ogborn's assault mm-hmm. and basically for facilitating the assault. Yeah. So and in, so when and impersonating an officer. Mm-hmm. So when interviewing Stewart, he claimed that he had nothing to do with the scam calls and even claimed that he had never purchased a calling card at all. 
Mm-hmm. So the department, however, was granted a warrant to search Stewart's home. And in the home and in that search, they found an AT&T calling card <gasps> that had been used to place nine separate calls to restaurants in the past year. Oh, shit. One of which was to a Burger King in Idaho, Idaho Falls. That had had that on the same day this call from this calling card had been mm-hmm. placed was the same day that a manager there reported to have been duped by a scam call. Oh, gotcha, bitch, gotcha. <laughs> so while they were there, they also found dozens of job applications for police departments, hundreds of police magazines, police style uniforms, and holsters and guns. <gasps> oh, so, I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like nope. him. So leading the investigators to believe that Stewart was obsessed with the fantasy of being a police officer and obsessed with the need for power and to use an abuse of power. Mm-hmm. Which that would make sense. Like, first of all, he obviously wanted to be a police officer, but mm-hmm. I'm always kind of of the belief and like this can be a little controversial opinion to people. And I have family members who are correctional officers. Like, I feel like sometimes people become correctional officers because, A, it's easier to become one because they're, you don't have to go mm-hmm. through as rigorous training as – I mean, it's still rigorous training, yeah. but not as, like, a police academy. Yep. And it's also, like, I feel like certain people become correctional officers because they know they have that power. Yes. And this person seems like – because my thing is, like, strip search. You have to strip search inmates. Yes. You know what I mean? So what they also ended up finding out was that Stewart had been fa- failing police exams mm. and had been continuously applying to be a police officer but was never able to get in. So this person mm. clearly became a correctional officer because he wanted to be It was the second a poli- best. Yeah. It was the best thing, the closest thing he could shit. to get in Yes. Yeah, so this Ooh, was a person shit. who genuinely was obsessed with abusing power. Gross. Yeah. Hate it. Subsequently, Stewart was then extradited from Florida to Kentucky and was charged with impersonating a police officer and solicitation of sodomy. So with these charges, if convicted, Stewart would be facing 15 years in prison. Good. Fuck that bitch. So, but on October 31st, 2006, Stewart was acquitted of all charges (gasps) due to the process, due to what the prosecution believed was not enough physical direct evidence to tie Stewart to the cause. What? Oh, hold Mm-hmm. I'm doing that thing, so I do this thing when I'm frustrated. Where I, I, I go like, slap, you sm- the, you smack my forehead. forehead. <laughs> what the fuck? So you're telling me, mm-hmm. okay? Because oh, oh, bitch. Okay, so they went to okay, so they found out that these yep. were being made from a payphone. Yes. They went to this payphone and they found it was an AT and T calling card. They went, they found that it was bought at a Walmart. Mm-hmm. Went to the Walmart, got fucking footage. We're like, hey, that might be a police uniform. No, actually, it's a correctional uniform. Mm-hmm. Went to these fucking the corporate. Uh, Correction of America, fuck corporatized yeah. prison. By the way, yes, they went there. We're like, oh no, yeah, this this is that motherfucker. They went to his home, mm-hmm. found an AT and T calling card that had been used to call restaurants, specifically. I'm assuming not in fucking Florida, all over the United all, States. Yeah, well, and the same time, the same day that a Burger King manager was duped in fucking Idaho Falls or wherever the fuck it was, yes. this call was used. Th- or, that's not circumstantial. That is a fucking smoking gun, there, bitch. What the fuck? Yep. Hello. But unfortunately. The the jury did not think. Oh this my was enough god! Evidence I'm gonna to pull convict. my hair out. Uh-huh. This is ridiculous. Yep. So the prosecutor believed that perhaps if they had had a voice recording of the phone calls, that maybe that would have you know what would help too. Convicted. You know what would help too if he was like actually there committing the crime, or like if you know I don't know like someone like videotaped. So- no, like ugh, yeah. no, you don't record. 
if, yep. if, if, if I'm genuinely, I, how, I have never ever recorded a call between me and my manager. Why would I fucking do that? If I yeah. thought I was being called by an upper manager, like some of these people mm-hmm. thought they were, like in that Applebee's, I would not record it because A, you can get in trouble for that shit. Yep. And also, like, how many times have people gotten in trouble for recording cops? Exactly. Hello? Yep. So none of these. Yeah. I, I'm still very frustrated Hello? with this too, But So Stewart was a free man and returned to Panama City, Florida. Mm. So both Mount Washington police and Detective Flaherty do not believe that they got the wrong guy. And they still believe that Stewart was responsible for these calls, but that the law let him get away with it. I agree 100%. So the police have stated that since Stewart's 2006 arrest, no other scam calls have occurred. Okay. Um, maybe it was like a... Oh shit! I might have got caught. I have five kids. I mm-hmm. can't afford this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. So there are some people that believe maybe the person, if Stewart wasn't the person who did this, that Stewart almost got caught. So then they stopped. Mm. Which I I don't believe that. Allegedly, or like I'm just theorizing. I don't know. Maybe maybe these cops is right. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't. I don't often right. side with the side of cops. Yeah. However. The police work they did, in my mm-hmm. opinion, was fucking awesome. Yeah, from that, from the fact that sh- that that she was mm-hmm. the Summers was able to literally star 60, 69 a call. Yep, and literally just from that one thing she did, mm-hmm. they were like, all the way back to a person. That is yes. in fucking insane, amazing, and that these two completely separate yes. police departments in states miles away from each other collaborated yes did not do territory bullshit collaborated and found a person because how many times do we fucking hear of a police department being like oh well the crime happened in my city so like it's my jurisdiction but like i don't give a fuck that he's from your area like he's ours like no collaborate for fuck's sake they completely collaborated and because detective flaherty knew that his hoaxes that he had going on were not as Mm -hmm. substantial or had enough proof as louise's assault Mm -hmm. case he completely was willing to let Kentucky take the reins with good, charging this person. Good, as he should have. Exactly. That's this good police work. This is literally all the po- like gold star police work yes. that everyone wants. This is how every investigation should be conducted. Exactly. And it still didn't result Hello? in a conviction because people were just not willing to believe that anybody was responsible for Louise's assault other than the people who were physically in the Which room. Which is fucking false. Like, we... Yes. Come on. Yes. So, so fucked up. So very, very upsetting. Yeah. So, all right. So, s- some of the direct aftermath after the Mount Washington incident in particular, Summers ended her engagement with Walter Nix. Good. Was fired from her management position at the McDonald's mm-hmm. for violating the corporate policies of conducting strip searches on employees, as well as letting a non-employee into the office. Makes so this sense, is yeah. what she was fired for. So first, the letting a non-employee into the office mm-hmm. makes sense as a policy. Yep. But uh, as we'll go into further when it comes to the McDonald's culpability part, but... So she was also fired because it was against corporate policy for employees to conduct strip searches on other employees. So you had this as a corporate policy, but did not train anybody Hello? on this. Hello? Just keep that one in your back pocket. Okay. So 
as well as she entered an Alfred plea to her charge of one count of unlawful imprisonment, allowing her to plead guilty to the crime without admitting guilt and was Mm -hmm. sentenced to one year probation for a misdemeanor crime. Mm -hmm. So Walter Nix pled guilty to sexual abuse, sexual misconduct, and unlawful imprisonment. And in exchange for a plea deal where he would later testify against David R. Stewart Mm -hmm. at his trial, although he was not convicted, Mm -hmm. he was then sentenced to five years in prison. Mm Mm-hmm. So this incident severely impacted Ogborn, and due to this, she was diagnosed with PTSD. Of course. This is Louise, right? Yes. Of course. Yes. So she struggled with maintaining close relationships with others as she felt she could no longer trust those around her, as well as as she would describe this incident leaving her feeling dirty. Yeah. Which is such a sad, sad thing. Yeah. As a person who has also experienced sexual violence... That sentence, like, the reason I put that in there was because that sentence hits home so Yeah, hard it's one me. of those things I remember literally sitting mm-hmm. with one of my abusers and, you know, fuck that bitch. We were sitting there and I was having flashbacks to being sexually assaulted and I was like, I feel dirty. I feel like I can't get him yeah. off of me. Yeah. And she was like, it happened three years ago. Like, what's the matter? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking exactly. about? Like, it, it, no matter, it's one of those things that, like... You see it a lot on SVU and, like, TV shows and true crime stuff where they're like, oh, I feel like I can't wash myself clean enough. I feel like I'm scrubbing my skin till it bleeds until I'm raw because I can't get clean. It just, when you are violated in that way, it makes you feel dirty. Even though you're not dirty, you're not a bad person. It just... It leaves you with that feeling. Which, speaking of which, as someone who's very open here, for... I would say about a year and a half after my assault had happened, I would exclusively shower at scalding temperatures mm-hmm. and would scrub my skin raw mm-hmm. every shower that I ever took to the point where I had family members or other partners mm-hmm. have to literally ask me, like, why do you look mm-hmm. like someone just violently attacked you after mm-hmm. coming out of the shower? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to the point where there was a time where I had I was doing this so badly that I nearly passed out Mm -hmm. in the shower doing Mm -hmm. something like this. Yeah, so it's, it's... It it just, it hurt my heart that this human being was, is left walking around feeling this way because of pure negligence and incompetence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and ultimately she could not move forward with her originally planned future and did not go on to study at the University of Louisville as she was intending. And did not go, because she was intending to go there to become mm-hmm. a pre-med student. But yes, yeah, so poor Louise. She, she couldn't finish her future. That's, that's No, so, so she never went on to become a doctor as she was intending. She wanted to be a doctor. Mm. And this completely destroyed any Jesus. sense of safety for her. So she that's did not. so hard. So because of the devastation of this incident, uh, it caused, uh, that this incident caused to her, Louise decided, decided to file a suit against the McDonald's Corporation for $2 million mm-hmm. for their negligence and not protecting her from this Good. ordeal. Good. So her suit claimed two things. First, that the McDonald's corporate headquarters were aware of the danger of a possible hoax because they had defended themselves against other lawsuits over yep. similar incidents at restaurants in four other states. Uh, agreed. 100%. Uh-huh. Like, we, I literally mentioned that. Yep. As well as that McDonald's had been subject to similar hoaxes at least two years before the Mount Washington incident and that they had not taken appropriate actions as directed by their own chief of security as outlined in his memo to McDonald's upper management. Oh, shit. Mm-mm. So during the trial, McDonald's defensive team attempted to use four separate arguments as their defense as to why they were not liable for what happened to Louise. These being that first... 
Summers deviated from the company's management manual, which prohibits strip searches, and therefore McDonald's should not be held responsible for any action of Summers outside of the that happened outside of the scope of her employment. Mm -hmm. Second, that workers' compensation law prohibited employees from suing their employer. Mm. Third, that Nix, who actually performed this abusive sexual acts, was not a McDonald's employee. And fourth, that the victim herself did not remove herself from the situation, contrary to common sense. What we're not going to do is look at someone who was sexually fucking assaulted and mm -hmm. say, hey, you know what? You should have some common sense and get yourself the fuck out of the situation. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. First of all, you're 18. She's 18. Yep. You're 18 and you're being told by your manager who believes there's a fucking police officer on the phone to do yep. these things. And then you're left alone with a man who you presumably don't know shit about nope. who's okay with fucking sexually assaulting you. Yep. Excuse the fuck out of me. No, the, she does have common sense. Yep. She just was too fucking scared. Are you fucking kidding yes. me? Oh. Yes. So during the first <sighs> half of the trial, it seemed as though the main tactic the defense team for McDonald's was using was mostly to victim blame Louise herself Fuck for not that. leaving the office, even though, as the criminal investigation pointed out, Louise was naked and had her keys taken from her and locked in Summer's car. Where oh, was shit, she I forgot about to, yes, that. You're where right. Where was she supposed to go? Naked and no keys. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Was she supposed to run out naked and only an apron and run to... Well, this was also a rural area. Mm. What other business was she supposed to run to or other place was she supposed to run to mm -hmm. to get to a phone? Mm -hmm. Jesus Thank fucking you. Uh -huh. Christ. Yes. So the McDonald's team also continued to attempt to not turn evidence of other hoaxes or other hoax incidents being reported to them to Louise's uh, mm -hmm. legal team. And only after being court ordered to turn everything over by the judge did they finally turn everything over only one night before trial began oh, in an attempt to bury them in so much paperwork that they would not be able to find communication from upper management admitting to knowing of these hoaxes occurring in other stores but luckily louise's defense team was badass Good. and they absolutely went through and found Fuck it yeah so they found evidence that company executives had sent out memos to owners and operators about the hoaxes but that as their global security director at the time michael peaster acknowledged in one of these memos in 2003 so a year before it appears the information is not reaching our restaurant staff. So they were aware that the methods that they were using was not reaching the staff and was not doing anything to protect. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Yes. So Louise herself was also so brave that she wanted the jury to know exactly what McDonald's had not protected her from and allowed the surveillance footage <gasps> of her assault to be oh shown in open God. court. Oh, my God. So she had to rewatch her assault Jesus. on security camera footage. What a, First of all, what a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. And like, then be asked questions about it by her own lawyer and by the defense cross What a bad bitch. It. Like, Jesus yes. Christ. She's an amazing person. Like, oh, my God. So at the end of the trial, the jury did find that McDonald's was at fault and Good. stated that they found the company to be 50% responsible for what happened to Louise. Yeah. And the caller to be the other 50% responsible. Good. Mm -hmm. So they were ordered to pay Ogborn $5 million in damages <gasps> Good. for what she had suffered, as well as the McDonald's and their employees were sanctioned for withholding evidence from the court that was pertinent to the outcome of the trial. Good. Fuck them. Yeah. So Love a Big Mac, but fuck that bitch. Exactly. It makes, like, this makes me not want to eat at McDonald's anymore. 
McDonald's is such a fucked up place. Like, oh, but, and I hate that, like, they have such good fucking Egg McMuffins. Yes. So, oh, like, oh my God, fuck that. That's fucking crazy. Insane. I, yo, the fact that this motherfucker was mm-hmm. still just is like, hey, I did all these things. I got a bunch of people sexually assaulted and, like, maybe people flash people. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. Mm. Yeah. Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I hope his wife divorced him. I hope his kids hate him. Same. I hope bad things for him all the time. I hope he gets he- his dick cut off. By yes. a dull, rusty blade. I hope that it accidentally falls on a wood chipper. <laughs> Just his dick. Just his dick and maybe, like, part of his body. Just, I like, hope he fucks, it, fucks a wood, a wood like, yes. takes it out, puts it in. Takes it out, puts it in. Yes. So there's literally nothing left. Or, furthermore, he tries to, what is one of my favorite, like, things in Law & Order SVU, he tries to fix or help save his own uh, garbage disposal with only his dick. It reminds me of the episode where those two kids were trying to, like, rape or sexually assault a girl. And mm-hmm. they're like, we're trying to help her up. And Olivia Benson's like, like with, your your <laughs> with your penis? With your penis? Like, That's exactly what like, I'm thinking. Oh, I was try- oh, oh, I was trying. Mr. EMT, I was trying to fix my garbage disposal. With your penis? <laughs> penis? Like, I hope. Mm-hmm. Or my thought. I don't know why this popped in my head. And I think this is a very funny topic. <laughs> cock and ball torture. I hope he he is not. I hope he does not like cock and ball torture. And, and a drag queen. Anyways takes her heel and puts it on the head of his dick and i just pops i up. hope she just really like takes a, one of those like really sharp tiny pointy stiletto heels yes. and just like twist it in <laughs> oh yes yeah love it love fuck it. that dude fuck that guy fuck david r stewart whatever his name is yeah, right david r stewart fuck, fuck you. you fuck you fuck Allegedly, you fuck you but fuck you alleged no uh, no you know what get no. fucked get fucked go get kick fucked. rocks with sandals mm-hmm. i hope you put your dick in a garbage disposal yeah. Like the fork in the garbage disposal. Ding, yes. ding, ding. No, it's your yeah. dick. Put put your dick in, in the garbage, garbage disposal. disposal. Ding, 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 ding. Fuck yes. you, David R. Stewart. Fuck Get fucked. <laughs> as well as fuck that company for thinking that they could literally victim blame someone who went through something absolutely horrific because they did not want to pay money, which they have all the money in the world. It's a McDonald's. It's, it, it'd be it's like, McDonald's. You it, have so much fucking money. It'd be like looking at Disney or like Amazon being like, hey, your um employee went through shit. Can you pay them? They're like, we don't have, have money, money to pay. To You're Disney and Amazon. They're like, that would make us go bankrupt. I'm sorry. A million like, fucking dollars. Mean? You're paying. You can have. You have so much money. You can fucking launch yourself to the moon. Exactly. In your dick-looking spaceship. But yet Hello? you don't have money. Oh my god. Yes. No. So Fuck that. This guy. case so fucked up. I watched a documentary about this when I was stuck here with the Cove Cove, and oh never call that ever again. The Cove Cove. <laughs> the Cove Cove. The vid. The vid. The vid. So, what documentary was it? Uh, I think it's a don't uh, don't pick up the call or something like oh, that. Okay, I'll have to watch it. Um, that I know it was about so it. interesting, very aggravating. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. Not only just because he clearly whoever did yeah. this clearly got away with it, but also like some of the things that like his defense attorney who was interviewed said just really pissed me off. Some of the things that just people in general said really pissed me off. There were multiple Louise herself was not interviewed but Mm -hmm. there was footage of the mcdonald's trial in the Mm -hmm. the documentary but she herself did not sit down for an interview but other victims of these kinds Mm -hmm. of assaults did sit down Mm -hmm. for interview and i support them wholeheartedly and was very it was really moving to hear how Mm -hmm. it affected them however one of the men that was arrested for 
conducting these assaults over the phone really frustrated me because he was like crying about how like this whole thing ruined his life blah blah and like he I don't know like yes he went to jail and yes his life was in some ways ruined by this This but it also it didn't give me the feeling of like he recognized the impact of this as much on the victim as and thought of himself as just as much of the victim are these technically are the people who commit this like Walter is he technically a victim of this Yes. Kind of. However, he could have chosen not to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, here's my thing. Gun to my fucking mm-hmm. head. Granted, I mean, I don't want to say yeah. for sure, but gun to my head. If someone's like, assault this person, sexually assault this person, I, do I don't think I could do it. You know what I mean? Like, gun to my head. Like, obviously, distress is one thing, but they were obviously the, like, he was not, there was not a gun to his mm-hmm. head. This was no. a random person on the fucking phone. Like, you don't know this person from jack shit. Like, why like you're culpable for this you you could have chosen not to it was interesting in the documentary that they did talk a lot about and equated to these the people who committed the acts on based off of the officer's instructions they compared a lot to like the milgram experiment experiment no idea what that is um so was it the prison one no oh they did talk a little bit about the stanford uh Mm -hmm. prison experiment but the milgram experiment experiment happened i think maybe 10 years after world war ii Mm -hmm. occurred and basically what it was was this psychological experiment where they would take random people who signed up for the experiment Mm -hmm. they would put them on what was basically like the other side of what kind of looks like oh wait is this the one where, prison is phone it, calls is it where they were like asking them and if they lied they could press the button and it would be like yes. electrocution okay i know what you're talking yes. about yep. so this experiment so then what they would do was they would have these people whenever they would interview another person on the other side of the glass that they could not see and if they got questions wrong they were instructed to press a button that they believed mm-hmm. would then electrocute the person who was getting the answers wrong mm-hmm. and would and each time that they were instructed to do this it would the voltage would go up farther mm-hmm. and farther to the point where these people, if they were being shocked, were clearly screaming out in mm-hmm. horrible amounts of pain. Mm-hmm. And majority of the people who are being instructed to continue to press the bell and things like that by the scientists mm-hmm. continued to do it even when there was the people stopped screaming and it was probably hinted at that the other person was probably unconscious or mm-hmm. dead. Jesus. So, yes, psychologically, if you're talking about in terms of, like, the Milgram experiment, which the reason why the Milgram experiment was conducted was because they were trying to figure out how Nazi Germany happened and how people kept using the excuse of, Mm -hmm. well, my superiors told me to do it Mm -hmm. and people in positions of power told me to do it. Mm -hmm. So they did prove that people do go against their better judgment when people of authority tell them to do something even Mm -hmm. if it is at the detriment or pain of another person Mm -hmm. however i still don't understand like you said like how you could sexually assault someone based on the instructions exactly the phone because you already have here's my thing is like you have to already have that willingness Mm -hmm. to do that in your brain in my head at least in order to do that like I like I'm thinking of like our partners like mm-hmm. Des would never like no. never do anything like that. Like that's no. his worst fucking fears. Even like looking at me the wrong way and hurting my feelings like yeah. it makes him so upset. Yes. Like I can't imagine he would never. No. Like so I don't you have like I don't know there had like 
I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's like he had to have already had that willingness to do that. Yeah. I, I could see him being someone who was like, oh, well, she was drunk and she said yes. And then she said no. So I just continue to do it. She said, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yes. That's there, no. There's just something no. that just feels off about me when it comes to like Louise's situation mm-hmm. in particular and the people who did that to her. But also I like in some ways, I also then see the argument that the majority of people who committed this were people who worked at they were working in service positions. They mm. Many of them did not have great educations. These were mm. all small, isolated towns that this person was calling mm. most of the time. So, like, I can understand the set of circumstances that got someone to be so easily corruptible by authority figures. Mm-hmm. And to, in some ways, not have a good idea of how to know better. But it's still just, I don't know, it, like, boggles my mind that I don't think that I could ever knowingly just do something that someone told me over the no, phone no no even when I, like even when like at work we've been ha- we were having issues with this fire alarm that kept on beeping saying like a sensor was like tripped or something like mm-hmm. our alarm company tyco would call and be like oh like just press this button for the alarm and do this and do this or in case pl- just mm-hmm. if you don't do this police might be called and if it does if you don't reset it correctly it won't detect a fire in a case of emergency even with an alarm company yeah. whose number we have on fucking file called me and said to do these things i was like uh, should I do it? Like, should I do it? And yeah. I didn't do it. Even though, like, please could be called, like, it might not detect a fire. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to fuck this up. Yeah. And that's an alarm. It's an alarm. Not a person. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, it's just, this case is just too mind-boggling to me. Yeah. But Interesting I, psychologically, definitely. Yes, very interesting psychologically. And why I really wanted to tell this was because this is a very different type of crime. And I think... Although there's so many different, like, misconceptions, I believe, that exist when it comes to sexual assault in general. Who are the Mm -hmm. victims of sexual assault? Who are the people committing them? Mm -hmm. I still think that many people too often believe that it's, like, these weird people hiding in the shadows rather Mm -hmm. than loved ones and people in someone's Mm -hmm. life or trusted persons. But also, this is a type of sexual violence that is never really spoken Mm -hmm. about because what Louise specifically suffered from was a type of sexual violence and abuse that is not not really heard of and not something Mm -hmm. that is ever being discussed is authority figures harming Mm -hmm. you based off of the instruction of other persons yep exactly just absolutely insane Mm -hmm. yeah it's fucking crazy damn that that was that was a good one that 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 was a good one though that was a i've never i didn't know the details that was a really that's gonna be one that i'm gonna be thinking about for a hot minute like that's gonna stick in my brain for a a hot minute this one bothers me so that's why i decided to choose this one well i really like it that was really i really enjoyed that yeah thank you for that you're welcome so very odd story that i did not think you had heard of this case but Mm -mm. thank you for i love it it was actually really really fun like i'm i'm it was very excellently presented and i'm I'm very glad that now I know about it because I was. I'm actually really happy about the the police work that was that was done. Yeah, that that, was, that really made me. That happy. was good police work. Yeah, because yeah. especially with this, like they, you could have easily fumbled on this so easily and been like, yep. "Well, it was a phone call. We don't know how to treat that." No, but they didn't. And they, they really never let ahead. it go. Which is good. Which is which is good. Props to those detectives because we don't give props in this household a lot. We're a huge A cab family, but guess what? Yeah, those were some good. good police officers there. So you did good. That was good. Yes. So. Um, yeah, well, well, we appreciate you guys. Um, yeah. we love y'all. Um, if you want to follow us and hear the rest of Tay's cases and <laughs> everything else, you can follow us on Instagram at Figures in the Dark. Follow us on Twitter at Figures in the Dark, but dark spelled D R K. You can like us on Facebook at Figures in the Dark. You can send us an email at 
sixfiguresinthedarkpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, and you can listen to us on pretty much any major platform that uh, streams podcasts, minus a few of them, because I haven't worked on that yet. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and thank you for listening. And as well, always beware the figures in the dark. And don't strip search someone if they call you. No. Don't do, don't do that. Don't don't be, don't do, don't, don't, just don't. Don't, don't do that. Don't. Beware of the figures over the phone. Yeah, don't and don't answer the phone at McDonald's. What do you why just are don't they an, calling? Don't call McDonald's for food. Don't call McDonald's. That's weird. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.